What's going on, guys? Welcome to our new episode of Shaws and King. I'm out here with Weapon X and Keith, and today we actually uh, got some guests. We got uh, Jason Ellsworth, uh, Matt, and right is it Matt? Matt Matthew Ellsworth. Matt yeah. and uh, I, I think your name. What was it? Try that. Try, try that. No, try 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 to say my name. Okay. Try uh, to fuck up his were, Italian name. <laughs> <laughs> you you were you were Bernardo in the movie, right? Yes, that's easy. Let's go with that. That's fine. Let's go with that. Yeah. So uh, these guys are basically the three main characters of uh, bad CGI sharks, right? Bad CGI yep. sharks. Yes. And um, yeah, I watched the movie today, earlier today, actually. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it, and is that, it was a lot of good energy. Like, it was one of those things where like. You know, like when you're listening to a song or you're watching or like just like looking at some form of content or art and you know, like the people are having good time making this piece of content. So it just brings you that good energy. I can kind of tell you guys had a lot of fun doing this. And um, it's funny because just... we were actually miserable the whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> were you really? I have no idea what we were doing. No, no. actually, we we've gotten that we've gotten that comment a couple of times and it's awesome to hear because i think uh you know we're all a bunch of fucking goofballs so <laughs> we wanted that effect so yeah nice nice I, to hear that it definitely like caught my attention from the very beginning um and i, I enjoyed it so like like what what sparked the idea because i know jason um you used to rap or do you still rap or I, I mean, we're all kind of, I guess, stagnant more than we'd like to be in these current times. But yeah, that's how I know our buddy Weapon X. Uh, that was, I actually met Mateo uh, and my brother before I even uh, started rapping out here. Uh, the idea came about because we watch a lot of shitty shark movies. Well, we watch a lot of shitty movies in general, but I don't know if the general public understands how many absolutely shitty shark movies there are now mateo is a connoisseur of bad movies and him and my brother actually brought me into this world guys why don't you tell them about your mutual love of binging this crap <laughs> we love binging this crap <laughs> <laughs> the man is eventually started coming to each other with i mean mateo is just a rolodex of any movie from any decade uh so he's able to give shoot out so many titles and I was able to offer a few bad movies that me and friends back in the day watched and we just kind of goof on. So I think we just found that common love and interest in watching these bad movies and dissecting them. Um, and Mateo's also a huge connoisseur of uh, puns and, and uh, jokes and pretty much just threw out, hey, why don't we make a movie and just call it Bad CGI Sharks? And pretty much from there, it just was born and we just ran with that. So when you guys talk about like your love for bad movies, um, is it like you guys actually believe these movies are bad, but it's like they're bad on purpose. So that's why you enjoy it kind of thing. Like, you know, like when you listen to certain like subgenres of rap, like, like a Lil B, right? Like, you know, he's not good, but it's still kind of fun to listen to. Or like, I'm the only one that's going to get your rap references in this group. <laughs> but I do. I do know uh, what you're talking about. And that's actually an excellent question because I think there's several different categories. We all yeah. know there's uh, so, so bad it's good. Right. And I will say that most of the movies we binge, I think a lot of the inspiration for this movie came from, we saw so many shark movies that were so bad, they were bad. <laughs> like I love creature features. I love monster flicks. I love that stuff. And I wanted them to be amazing. But like a lot of times, five minutes in, I tell the guys, I can't do this. Let's turn it off. So we never set out to make a bad movie, but we were inspired by this happened on its own. Yes. <laughs> it was just a natural magical process that our movie became shit. But uh, yeah, we were disappointed in how the movies weren't as fun as we wanted them to be. I mean, when you have these titles like Ice Sharks, Avalanche Sharks, Toxic Sharks, Jersey Shore Shark Attack, Beverly Hills Shark Attack, like you want them to be a fucking fantastic fest of cheese, but often they're just kind of straight up boring. So it's a good classification you make. There are ones that are actually fun because they suck. We seem to have a masochistic streak and watch a lot of them that suck just because they fucking suck. <laughs> also because it, they let us uh, 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 make jokes uh, in between. That's, that's also one of the things, because we, as we're watching it, we, we improvise our own dialogue pretty much. We just like hear a line and say, why did you say that or, or whatever? We start to come, because 
in the 50s, uh, the horror movies were made uh, with talking parts because they were destined to uh, drive-ins and stuff like that, where you would go out with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, you make out, and then every now and again, you would see the monster. Ah, these ones are for television, so they have, let's feel seven minutes before the next commercial break. So we have six minutes of mindless talking, and then the monster arrives. And then we do it again and again and again. Then we kill the monster. And it's all boring. And it's all boring. And we were trying to see, is it possible to do something that is not that dull in between the monsters? And so... And the answer was no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also because uh, due to ba- budgetary constriction, we didn't have a monster. It yeah. just <laughs> went to... Yeah, that's interesting. Exactly how much was the budget for the movie? Because I know that's an interesting fact. Take it away, Matteo. You Matteo know can give you the exact number. amount to the penny. Is uh, $6,257.34. Listen, that's very impressive. Wow. That's that's very <laughs> impressive. Because uh, I'm like me and Weapon. That much? Uh, <laughs> no, because like, no, nah, listen, me and Weapon, like, we were trying to uh, film a music video out in L.A., and we were talking to this guy, and he was char- He wanted to charge us between five to ten grand. Well, and- if you want to do it well, yes. We just like winged it. <laughs> so, like, that- so, so for six k, like the 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 shit you guys did, I was like impressed. I'm like, yo, like this. I can tell like a good amount of effort went into this, and I can again like, I, I liked. I enjoyed the message, like this idea that like as you grow older, like creativity kind of like. Like, you're kind of told that, like, you have to grow up and, like, you know, put it all away and, like, get a real job. And that was, like, the big uh, difference between Jason and Matt is, like, he was, like, the twin brother that well, – were you guys twins in the movies or just, like – Yeah, people assume we are in real life. So yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think Jason – We've gotten that our whole life. <laughs> yeah, like, Matt, Matt was, like, the brother that, like, grew up, got the nine-to-five job. He was miserable, didn't really – talk, wasn't really talking to anyone other than that girl at, uh, at work. And then, like – you know, but then there was like Jason who, you know, like in normal society standards, like people would call him like a bum, but like he <laughs> much was, like in real life. <laughs> he wasn't a stretch. But he was actually like very happy. Like he was like a very happy, like go getter kind of character. And uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I just think that that's like a really interesting like, cause like, I feel, I think in the real world, you kind of have a similar thing going on where like people grow up and, you know, they get that mediocre nine to five job. They don't really have like any purpose, no passion, no nothing. And is is they're just, you know, they kind of fall into depression and, and like, yeah, even Matt's character is like, yeah, the interview's like, why do you want this job? He's like, well, because my boss told me I'm supposed to want this job. So I, I, I know I, I kind of enjoyed the messages, you know, the message, that's, Matthew. that's yes. amazing to hear because uh, going back to how boring these movies are, we wanted to be like, how can we put something in besides just sharks and dumb jokes and uh, to get that feedback that there was actually some kind of message, which we tried to do about keeping up your creativity is probably the best thing we could hear because yeah, that's, I mean, look, all of us, I think at this point, me and my brother are in our fucking late 30s at this point, and Mateo's in his 50s. Like, society says we're past our prime, but fuck them, we're still doing it. And I think that despite the struggles that we all face of trying to do it and still having a day job, that we'd be even more dead inside if we weren't at least trying. Right. Uh, so to hear that, uh, that translated and you enjoyed that part of it is amazing and as much as we want to make people laugh I'd say it might even be better that that message actually translated to someone yeah. Uh, yeah. we love we love creative people uh, we love artists I was just talking to X the other day sharing our frustrations about wanting to get back on stage to me uh, creative people my friends and stuff that all fuels me very much so uh, Mateo and Matthew having a, a group to actually bounce ideas off of fuels me so Absolutely, man. The fact that you got that from that is probably the best thing we could hear. Yeah, absolutely. I again, like, I enjoyed it, um, and then, you know, and I did have the laugh just watching like the sharks, like just like swim around the streets, and, uh, and like that scene where like he's uh, she's in the office and uh, talking to their girl, and she's like so much intercourse. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? But it, it, it did its job. Like, I laughed. I thought it was awesome. Awesome. Man. <laughs> Yeah. 
So um, how long did it take you? Like, was it all filmed in one day or? Uh, no, it was 21 days. 21 uh, uh, almost consecutive days. Almost. We had I only a couple ask because like, you were wearing like the same clothes like throughout the entire movies. That's why I thought maybe. That's usually we awesome. keep it an illusion. Yeah, we want to keep it almost like a 24 hour period where we can kind of almost like the cartoon character effect of wearing that same signature uniform almost. Yeah. And also because. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I talked to you. Oh, it was mostly <laughs> the fact that being a, a first time directors and everything, even if we had an amazing crew, but uh, probably unconsciously, we did also that to remove a lot of problems in continuity and trying to remember yeah. now we're filming today or yesterday or so this is I do this one day and also I just really wanted to wear really short shorts yes was <laughs> <laughs> that for Miley Cyrus yeah that was a direct influence I wanted my balls to be sticking out like hers were on the VMAs tell us more <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or like that cannibal uh, army hammer Oh, yes. Uh, Army. Word, man, word. So, uh, I mean, so I got to ask, like, why shark movies? Like, so you guys, like, really connected over bad shark movies. Like, and Jason and Matt, are you guys, like, brothers in real life? Or Oh, yeah. It's not just acting. We're stuck together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, that's interesting. Like, because, like, how do you guys, like, come together on something that, like, I think most people would find random, like, shark movies like how do you guys like find that connection i think it was at least growing up uh sharks are always pretty big for us i know mateo too being a huge monster movie fan and jaws fan um and i think we found a unique sub genre of the cheesy horror movies with the shitty shark movie genre that we felt that there was enough of um an interest there not just from us but from the world that we could create something unique and actually have a statement on these films as well as our own message kind of mixed into it. Um, But yeah, we've, I mean, I think we've even talked, joked about like we could easily have done bad CGI octopus, bad CGI dinosaurs, Uh, but sharks definitely hit a chord with all of us. Um, And And, and with people. And it seems that is a, is a go-to monster. You say, okay, usually it's mindless. It just swims and eats. That's it. And everybody, pretty much everybody is afraid of them. I also don't think any other uh, creature subgenre has anywhere near the no. quantity that sharks do. Like, yeah. again, I'm so deep into this nerd world now that I forget that most people probably don't know. There are literally, not exaggerating, over a hundred of these shark movies. Well over a hundred. I, I have a few dozen over there. If you want. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, mind you, not oh. most not good. Yes. Yeah. And also I because... See- uh, Bad CGI pangolins uh, didn't have the same ring. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It makes for good merch, too. I've seen so many things that people have made for you since the movie have, um, has been released, including, like, shark dolls and shark, like, different wow. paraphernalia that have been sent to you as gifts. And it, it just makes for good marketing. <laughs> Honestly, we were so geeked to see the little knit versions of our sharks, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I mean, everyone loves sharks, and to be real as fuck, we would never have a chance in hell of making an indie brother movie. Like, this is about our relationship as brothers and our creativity. Who gives a fuck? Like, if we didn't stick some <laughs> yeah. sharks and dumb jokes in there, we would have never gotten an eighth of the attention we've gotten because of this. So yeah. the sharks, while we love them, kind of help us sneak in Trojan horse like the rest of the emotional crap we wanted to put in there. Yeah, at the signing, he even had a guy that dressed up as a shark. Yes. Yes. I took a picture picture of him trying to eat me. (laughs) Yes. So, I I know, I feel like, and because I I, I didn't see it until today, but, like, it definitely feels like something that would be a cult classic. We're hoping, man. We've, uh, We've been very lucky so far to find people who say things far kinder than we ever thought possible. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll probably, like anything else, take a little bit of natural breathing time to let people find it and discover it. But I like to think, give it maybe a solid decade, we might see a little actual niche in the cult movie game, hopefully. Or maybe if I die prematurely, then, then it will become just like something. That's how, we're all waiting for it, man. I know, I know. I'm, 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 I'm waiting too, but... That's I, a spark. 
I know. Hey, Even though I'm Italian, I'm lazy naturally, so it's gonna take me longer. You could do a crossover. It would be like bad uh, part two, bad CGI sharks in the room. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, classic. It's gonna be like the same universe. Yes. The last Jurassic World. Also, that it takes place in a house, and we just say like, take those elements, uh, and then we put Tommy Wiseau in the middle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> shark. Yes. What the hell happened with Tommy Wiseau? Ah, don't chew me! Don't chew me! Hey, hi, Jason. Yeah, he was supposed to have his own shark movie coming out around the same time as, yes. as ours. Uh, really? Big, uh, big Shark or big so shark, whatever it was. Never heard anything I, about it. I was actually worried he was going to... It was announced right around the time ours was, and he's such a bigger name in underground cinema, such a massively bigger name, of course. I was worried it was going to steal our thunder, and then nothing. There's only one trailer and one behind the scene of that trailer, and that's it. So far, at least. We're waiting for it. Yep. You know something? Can't, I, uh... can't beat Sharktopus, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Sharktopus is one of the better ones. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Over classic sci-fi ones. You know, like something I uh, realized, like, like I kind of like appreciated, like the movie was very self-aware, where like I think there was like this one scene where like Bernard comes in, and uh, you know he just Bernardo. Has, Bernardo. Yeah, he has like. He like basically like puts a list up on the screen of like the order yeah. of the events of like this is how the move the rest of the movie is gonna go like you know like he's the, the animal's gonna kill someone you love then you have to get revenge on the animal and like it's it's like it's like a parody in a way right like, oh absolutely yeah uh, I think that part of no I like to think if I learned anything from binging movies with these guys it was that what makes something fail and so we figured if we can let the audience in on the fact like, look, we know we're low budget. We know how these movies can be tedious and follow a formula. We know all of our flaws. It would give us that much more of a chance to actually get the audience our side to laugh. Because I feel like when you're a low budget movie, you kind of have to convince people you not matter, but like that you get it, like that it's not crap. You know, like, like get them on your side. You know place kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I feel like by pumping it full of that, we hopefully had a better uh, shot at getting um, people into it. And my brother is just all about the self-deprecating humor with it. I mean, all of us are, but I feel like Matthew in general is always quick to like knock us down in a humorous way. So it fit well. And hopefully it gets people to know that not only are we stupid, but we know we're stupid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. not, not, not only that, but there is a, a version of the script that you will never see, hopefully, um, that we, we wrote before. They we were saying, oh, let's make it an ultra self-aware movie. And uh, we winked so hard that the two of us uh, went up at Cedar Sinai for, with a lesion to the eye because we were just like every two things. It was like, eh, you get it? We know we're in a parody. Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah it was pretty bad. <laughs> yes. And, and, and so we realized, okay, let's just like, step back a little bit and 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 then pretty much matthew left for a while came back with a structure that is the movie that he watched today and uh, we just i like, put in a few of the jokes but we were trying to be self-aware of being self-aware if it makes sense we didn't I mean, want to just very meta there was even it... like there was even like a like an intermission phase right like yeah, like they with the, the the game show, and then you had the guy who was like, "Yo, like, does anyone actually give a shit?" Yeah, <laughs> damn, actors are favorite. Yeah, uh, Matthew uh, Matthew pushed for that uh, hard. Uh, I think Matthew had that idea since from the very beginning of the talk show. The intermission. Uh, wait, Dale is the producer, or not even so just the entire idea of the Bernardo show? Oh yeah, I think so. Like I I think we were expecting this being our first film and having no experience of actually making uh, a film or at least more so me and Jason Mateos worked on more films than we have. Um, we were trying to kind of almost dissect the entire just uh, medium of film. And we, uh, the same thing with the, the lines of tropes on the screen about what's going to happen next in the script. We, we kind of did a lot of that and kind of dissected it as we went, as we were kind of learning and as we wanted to kind of make a statement on creativity and writing and, and, and uh, the whole creation process. And I feel like with the Bernardo show, we knew we would have kind of a litmus test to see if people were with us for the weirdness. 
Like, I feel like the Bernardo show is something where had we had a major studio, they'd be like, uh, what the fuck is this? You've got to cut it. And I feel like because of that, especially you, Matthew, were always adamant about having it in there because I think it's a really good, like, are you weird enough to stick with this interlude? And that's why, at least that's why I always liked it. It's kind of like a comedic fuck you to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Which oddly enough uh, occurs uh, almost uh, at the hour. Yeah. Just like uh, by happenstance, we didn't plan it like that. And I, but just Wait, like most of the audience is already asleep anyway. Yes, or, or have left. If given up already at this point, it doesn't matter. Just put whatever on the screen is fine. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, yeah, you sure. Yeah. I heard that there were prior to you selling on one, there were actually three final versions of the script. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, the first two were very, I think if we had filmed either of the first two, we would be like, look, we're happy we got a movie made, but even we would find it tiresome because it's just such a nonstop barrage of jokes. And even though- so we breaking the fourth it. wall just constantly, whereas in this one, we kind of gave Bernardo that role to break the fourth wall, speak to the audience, but not have it too consuming of the entire script and every character breaking, uh, breaking through. So blame it on me. Yes. Yeah. You are the muse. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, what was the overall reception of this? You know, I saw like you know, I, I saw some funny reviews on IMDb where someone said it was better than The Godfather. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like that's that's very impressive. That's very impressive. So, like, the funny thing about that is, I had never. I, I kind of go back and forth between like, there's a lot of classic films. I've definitely been like, of course I've seen it. And then there's a lot of classic films where people are like, dude, how the hell can you be a movie nerd and not seen this? I hadn't seen The Godfather and I have a buddy who considers it, you know, just top tier. And I remember I made a post being like, too, yeah. oh, dude, it, it's, it was boring. I couldn't get through it. He was like, what, blasphemy, I'm gonna block you. And then when I got that review and they were like, yeah, The Godfather's boring, bad CGI sharks is better. I was like, take that motherfucker. But uh, no, no, I, I feel like, that, yeah. I feel like that guy was, as far as I could take it, he was both kind of trashing our movie for being stupid, but also being like, no, honestly, in the end, like I was more entertained than I was by The Godfather. So <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I think we talk about it sometimes. I think at this point, we've seen all ends of the spectrum. Like we've had reviews that like stab in the heart where it's like, who the fuck would enjoy this piece of shit that just flopped hard? And then we've had people tell us that like, one guy was like, I, this movie made me, if it didn't make me laugh so hard, I would have cried. And I wanted to like hand out copies to people on the streets and tell them how great it was. So it's pretty crazy for being as low level and underground as we are. I feel like we've seen the entire spectrum from this is a piece of crap. Why did you make it to this is people have literally said it's, it's one of their favorites now. Or I actually think the one guy I was mentioning said it is his favorite. Uh, so that to me tells us we did something right. If we can kind Absolutely. of hit every reaction yeah. on the scale. Yeah. Um, I think like something that people tell me as an artist is like not everyone's gonna love your shit anyway. Like there are people who there will be some people who will, but there will also be if 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 there's someone that loves it, there's gonna be someone who hates it. Yes, yes. So um, I think like the message of the movie overall fits like the like what we want to like accomplish with this podcast because ultimately like what we want people we want to encourage people to kind of just like live a fulfilling life you know pursue creativity or not, not necessarily have to make art per se but just like do things that excite them and uh becoming their own person and not listening to what like others say and i think like your movie kind of hit the nail on the head with that like so i kind of want to ask like like are you guys like are you guys making more movies or if not like i know I, i'm sure each one of you are like talented in your own right and like so like what do you guys each do <laughs> we love hearing that because that's the exact reason we kind of made the movie it was just we were trying to get scripts out there for so long we're like fuck it let's just make something it's gonna just stagnate if you don't just get out there and make something bad or good um but yeah we want to do we had another script that we were actually kind of set to shoot last may and then the world ended so we kind of had to put that in the back burner but looking back we weren't exactly happy with that script and we were kind of wondering what the message was or what we were trying to say as we're beat, uh, bad CGI sharks. We kind of knew what our message was about creativity and holding on to that. Um, so we got a couple different ideas now, but still kind of just all in the air right now. Um, I think 
we're all kind of uh, in the same position because of the pandemic. But uh, Matthew's right that while initially it stung like hell to have this happen right as we were planning to go straight into movie number two, I think Was begrudgingly I'll admit to be a sequel or. No, people have. Well, actually, it's, it's funny because eventually I was like beating them over the head with wanting to do a sequel. Yeah. But then I was like, let's divert from that. And I think in the end, like you said, we didn't find the real heart behind it. So it's possible had the pandemic not happened as much as it almost uh, pains me to admit this, that it is a silver lining because I don't think the script was ready. Uh, right. And I feel like we need time to uh, define more what the, like the fact that you could say, hey, I think this is what the heart and your message of your movie is. Let's me know how much we succeeded with this one and how we need to make sure to have that going forward. Because uh, if we were in a position to make movies constantly, if we were successful in the industry, if we actually had the finances, I'd be more willing to, I don't want to put it as take risks, but like, I feel like we gave sharks a, a shot at longevity by putting our heart into it. So I feel like everything I do with the guys now, I'm going to want to try to locate the heart first then put the jokes and stupidity on top of it. Cause I think that's how you ideally get it to stick with people. Mm. Now, were you two like big shark movie fans? Like when you were kids? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the opening, um, the opening credit sequence, which is all Matthew's brainchild is pretty much indicative of what we did as kids. Yeah. Uh, me and Matthew would spend endless hours doing what in retrospect kind of seemed like improv classes, but with action figures in our hands. Cause it wasn't just like boom, boom, smash. It was like, there's actual developing plot lines. Like we would have like, okay, me and Matthew would be like Tuesday night, we're going to film like the gang is going to go to the restaurant. This is going to happen. And we'd actually like act them out. It seems a little psychotic in retrospect, <laughs> but uh, like every, everything that you guys see in the credits uh, with all the the little shark fighting is pretty much what we grew up doing and that's Matthew's wheelhouse of creating and sculpting uh, those type of dioramas uh, yeah Matthew you talked about that uh, I mean yeah that's I mean we're always a huge fan fans of monster movies and, and shark movies I remember I think Deep Blue Sea was probably the uh, I remember seeing that in theaters when we were kids and, and loving that and always playing in the pool with the, play, uh, the sharks and the, the, the giant gators and the Jurassic Park characters and just always acting out these elaborate scenarios, which pretty much was kind of a preface to to, to writing and to kind of creating these adventures that we would just uh, sometimes spend weeks um, uh, following the storylines. So I think that definitely kind of set us up for what we wanted to ultimately do was to at least tell stories in some facet. That's amazing. That's amazing. I feel like like just hearing your story now, like through this podcast and like watching the movie earlier today, in a way that movie was like almost, almost like a true story. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. almost like without the character exaggerations and shit like that. But like it was about two kids who like wanted to make a shark movie when they were kids and they never got around to it. So they kind of in some way like made it at the end. They made yeah. the movie. And uh, that's, that's exactly what you two did. It's very important to also note that the character of Bernardo, while seemingly goofy, the way he comes in and helps the brothers to actually achieve the dream. I don't know if me and Matthew could have ever in a million years achieved this without meeting Mateo. Who we wouldn't have. We would have not. Yeah, actually, let's, 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 let's take out the probably. We, we're creatively brained, but we're lazy idiots. We smoke on the couch watching cartoons. Mateo was very much uh, a, a big brother that came in and helped us. And he won't admit this, but he's already been famous in Italy. He was massively successful overseas. He has three Italian Emmys. He was on the Italian version of Saturday Night Live at age 21. But I'm breaking up, Jason. Uh, I'm breaking up. <laughs> I was going to segue into that. And uh, not like I knew all the details. I was actually going to ask Mateo. Then uh, don't. <laughs> where his expertise had came from and how it applied to the movie and what he had done before. But uh, I see you spilled the beads, Jason. So uh, I guess I if, I don't, if I don't say it, he's not going to bring it up. He's too modest. So make him embarrassed. Ask him about it. <laughs> All right. We must know, Mateo. Tell us more. I can tell you this. I'm the only one of this group of six who has seen Jaws in a movie theater when yeah. it came out. <laughs> I'm coming, I'm coming from an era where everything was in black and white. And uh, no, yes, that's, that's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm incredibly old. I am uh, 
I can say I am Star Trek old because me and Star Trek were born on the same in the same year. Um, yeah, and uh, then the short version of my story is uh, I was born 54 years ago, and here I am. That's pretty it. much it. That's somewhere along the line of one, three Italian Emmys. <laughs> I'll take that as a guess. <laughs> Timing. I was in a place where I say, oh, we have one more. Do you want it? Sure. Um, I wrote some for some Italian TV shows, and we get lucky to win Emmys. I mean, the Italian Emmys, which are... Well, let me show you. Show them. Show them the golden pussies. Yes. <laughs> you said apply the pressure, Shrews. I did oh, believe me. He, he doesn't pressure. like talking about it. This is, a, oh, wow. this is a golden pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it has a T and a V on the face for some What does that stand for? I'm sorry? What does that stand for? TV? Makes sense. Well, sure. that joke <laughs> fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's it. It's a good. I want to. I want to pause here and say it's hysterical how the dynamic in our group is that the one who is by far has achieved the most is the most quiet and modest, and then my nonstop, loud mouth, irritating ass is done like jack shit, except for sharks that wants to blah 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 all the time. Hey, don't discredit yourself. Like, ah, whatever. I didn't do nothing. Hey, don't discredit yourself. You're the champion of juggling groceries at Ralph's. That's that's very true. Hey, not just Ralph's, man. I got fucking Stop and Whole Shop foods. in Wegmans back east. I did fucking Safeway. I did Whole Foods. I did John's Marketplace. I got 20 years balls deep in the grocery cashier game. Oh, my God. Did you put your balls in my stuff? Absolutely. Every chance I got. Okay, that's good. It's almost like sex. That close. Also, that, that big. Yes. All right, all right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I, okay. Um, <laughs> How do we segue from these awkward sex jokes? <laughs> Make <Yeah>. more. <laughs> yeah. I think we just need to fill the rest of it with those. We'll be all set. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. All right. I feel like I've been asking a lot. Keith, do you have any questions for these guys? You stole all my questions, Gene. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> make new ones. You can just make your own dick jokes too, man. <laughs> oh God. No, when I want to, yeah. There's one thing that we failed to to mention, probably, and it's uh, uh, related to making the movie ourselves. Is that we? Uh, if you if you read the, the the first two incarnation and then this one, we aimed incredibly low in terms of realization. We did not, the, the first, because um, uh, when, when you're writing, you don't need a budget. You have a room of paper and a pen or a computer, whatever you're using. So you just say, go. And then you, you start to say, how are we going to do this stuff? So we started to scale it down in a way that, because uh, we didn't want to make a move. Originally, the, the very first idea was uh, uh, to shoot the movie ourselves, uh, literally the three of us, and me trying to making sharks with a, a horrible software I got and I never was able to make it work. Um, but and so we started to just like, go low and everything in order to do something that has also the look of a movie yeah. or, or at least something like that. Because we, we've seen a lot of... Uh, uh, too many movies that are just a shot. Uh, I don't say with iPhones or something, but close to that. Um, and well, then you, you, uh, can, you can make a good movie with an iPhone. They just aim like we've got an iPhone and we're going to have like Michael Bay level explosions. And yes. it's like, dude, you're yeah, not going to. The first two movies were just like something. Imagine Titanic with a bigger budget. Uh, and uh, And then a miracle happened the planet aligned and two friends of mine stumbled here in the US looking for a project to showcase what they could do. And one of them 
as a wonderful director of photography and uh, a computer whiz. And the other one is a composer, as a sound mixer and everything. And so as uh, to quote Jerry Maguire, show me the money. No, you complete me. And they completed us. Absolutely. They, they were the missing link. And yeah. Sheila Marie, who was also the other missing link. Because uh, Sheila Marie is a former colleague of mine from Universal Studios. And uh, she's a producer. And she, know, she knows a lot of actors who were very good, incredibly game, and free. Yeah. Uh, so, And willing to work for free, most importantly. Yes. yes. And most of that. Um, and so we, we, we had also this uh, incredible set of circumstances that allow us to, to a degree, it took a lot of the weight from our shoulders because knowing to have a competent cameraman, a competent sound design and everything, it allows us to be a little more free on the set and not having also part of your brain thinking, okay, is it the shot? Is it good? Or something like that and everything. Right. Um, so that helped immensely, but, and, and, and also, which is one of the reasons why the budget is so low is that Emilio and Alessandro, our two, uh, cameramen and, uh, uh, sound guy, but much more than that, um, they did own already the equipment. Yeah. So they, they came with their camera. We didn't have to rent anything. We were self-contained in terms of, of we, we bought about $400 in micro, a new microphone and a couple of uh, gels and stuff like that, but pretty much we had everything. But there was also an, an interesting thing that it, it was kind of like a bet trying to make a movie that is professionally, as much as professionally looking as possible, that is not completely incoherent uh, and that hopefully kind of like works and apparently from what you very kindly told us earlier uh, it does work but that was also the the most important thing to see if it's possible to do something um that is not completely crap um and and for which we don't lose uh, our self-esteem and our dignity completely just a little they are already long gone yes yeah mine has been surgically removed when i turned 40 so I don't have any self-esteem whatsoever. Oh, speaking of which, the bad CGI sharks themselves, how'd you get those done? Because I know that's had to cost a little bit out of the budget, just a little bit. Yeah, luckily, once again, uh, Alessandro was able to do everything. We had really talented friends who really wanted to kind of showcase what they could do too and were willing to work for free. Uh, that was all Ali pretty much working for a year and a half, two years almost, just doing yeah. every bit of CGI himself, painstakingly taking our notes, taking what we wanted to uh, see into account, um, and just one dude working on every single um, digital shot you see in the movie. Uh, so while um, we had some influence on how we wanted to design the characters, how we wanted to use them, uh, Ali was completely our, our godsend for getting these things on screen. To be fair, you did design them, Matthew. Much as I want to give Ali all the credit in the world, you did design the, the bad CGI shark. Matthew, Matthew was a yes. Matthew was a creator, and Alessandro gave them life. Yeah, that's how pretty did, much how. How did the filming go for that? Like, like that, for example, like that scene where, uh, sh you know, like the shark is talking to um, that girl at the office. Like, like, what is she like when you're filming that? Like, what is she actually talking to? Like, do you, like she was very good. That's that's the thing. We yeah. couldn't even afford a tennis ball for her to look at it. Yeah, usually there's well, some kind of point, be like, okay, this is where the creature will be. But um, yeah, she pretty much. We we shot like ten scenes all in one day in this little studio, so we were just kind of flying through. But uh, Jen was when we shot uh, that specific scene, we were lucky enough that um, Sean Landry, who does, uh, she is the boss of Matthew in the movie, as well as the voice of the shark. She hang around in the office to shoot that scene. So at least Jen was reacting to an actual dialogue. It, it, was, it was occurring a dialogue. We, 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 we would have replaced it later on, but- um, And they're both very funny. And they're, yeah, and they're both- really well, yeah. It helped to have it helped to have, well, the funny thing is Jen was Jen, the actress who plays Amy, Matthew's uh, love interest and the, the girl at the computer, 
She was still literally looking at nothing, kudos to her, but at least Sean was in the background to verbally bounce dialogue so that there was yeah. a, sense of, a sense of natural ebb and flow as opposed to just the staticness of react to nothing. But yeah. still, she was looking at literally nothing. And one of the best compliments we got was a buddy of mine. When he saw it, he was like, I just buy that she's talking to the shark, man. I just, it's not, yeah. it's not weird. Like, I just believe that she's sitting there talking to a shark. Yeah. What about the shark voices? Ah, yes. How could we forget our buddy, who X is also friends with, Rennie. Matthew Rinnigan Warren did two of the, he did Blue Shark and Red Shark, and I did Idiot Shark because I'm so good at being fucking Purple stupid. Purple Shark, man. What's up? Purple. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No one in the world thinks that's fucking purple, dude. You can go around the room and take a blue. fucking survey. No one's going to think that's purple. <laughs> you know what Matteo actually like mentioned, though? And I think you guys all touched upon it. Where it was like, And I was, this is something I wanted to bring up earlier when I was watching the movies. Like, I feel like nowadays people, any type of content creator, they kind of make excuses. And they're like, uh, I'm not going to make this music video. I want to but I'm not going to do it because I don't have the right equipment. I don't have a camera. I don't have like a, this or that. I don't have money or same, you know, and you guys are like movie makers, but like, you know, me personally, like I use this to film my music videos and it works very well. It's a four, I mean, it's an iPhone, but it also shoots in 4k. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and like, sure. It might not be like, you know, like Eminem uh, quality music videos, but I, it gets the job done and people like it. And same thing with go with like what you guys do, where it's what you got, like what do you, you guys work with $6,000 and it got the job done. I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of content creators just, they just back away. They're like, nah. Nowadays, man. yes, there was a, I think there was a few years back, two or three years back, or maybe a hundred, I don't know. But Ridley Scott, uh, same director of Alien and uh, Hannibal and other stuff. He said it. Nowadays, you don't have an excuse anymore. Uh, everybody has a computer or an iPhone and everything. If you want to make a movie and you don't, it's just because you're lazy right. or you're not interested in doing that. Do, uh, doing is everything. Doing is so much, you know. But, it, but if you think about it, even, for instance, uh, uh, one of the most... Uh, uh, common low budget movies and everything uh evil dead sam raimi made it for uh, i don't remember um but it was and and if you watch in fact evil dead 2 is pretty much evil dead with with a budget uh is is they did what they couldn't do in the first one but despite all of that and the limitation of doing the it shows the passion the talent the craft and everything, which is exactly what we were trying to do. We didn't want just like, to do a movie. Uh, it, uh, we saw, we keep seeing a lot of uh, uh, movies of, of people talking for three minutes with a camera that just, I like, guess, to frame who is going to talk next. So it floats to a guy or to... You can do edit. Almost every single... I think that even the iPhones have an edit, has an edit program or something like that and everything so you can do a two shots that makes it even more dynamic uh, and right stuff. right and just gotta make it. it's not gonna be perfect just just make something you'll yeah. even just putting yourself out there you'll feel a million times better and you'll just start get the ball rolling and get better and better and better it's never going to be a perfect pro uh, product until you start making it and also you see if you actually a if you like it because there's i know a lot of people who say oh my god this is a horrible job to do to get to the final product, uh, the whole thing, uh, it's, it's a nightmare. So they avoid. And to see if you are actually any good. Because also the, the, the other thing that, which I think that is, is uh, one of the biggest uh, luck that we have, the three of us. Um, we, are not, we, we have passed the, the, the phase of uh, trying to be ginger and not offend the other one uh, if... Uh, one writes a joke that you say, I don't like this joke or it doesn't work for me and everything. We say- Especially Matthew. He loves saying that shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because uh, um, the one of the biggest, and I, I've seen it back in Italy, uh, uh, especially, but also here, one of the greatest determined or, or, or uh, um, one of the greatest disservice that a person can do to 
a singer wanna be, a director wanna be, an actor wanna be, it's just I shower him or her with praise, no matter what. You're great, that's fantastic. And I, because you give them a distort version of what they do, especially if they're not any good. You should right. just tell them, I like this, I didn't like this, or, or whatever. Right. Just Here's a gun, it. put it in yeah. here. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's why when he started rapping, I told him he sucked at first, I had to. It was good for you. <laughs> well, that, that, that. actually, Keith was the more, one of the most like supportive people in the beginning of my rap career. But there were people who weren't near anywhere near as supportive as Keith. But I think like when when it comes to that, I think it, there needs to be a balance of like praise and criticism. Where like, yeah. because if you're right, like if if you if everyone's just praising you, you actually think that you uh you just kind of build ego and then like a sense of entitlement. You're like, well, how come I'm not famous yet? I do not need to change. And I'm, so I just need, I'm entitled to like success in this field. Right. Where well, you bring up a good point, man, because why am I not famous yet? <laughs> <laughs> I well, had it in my calendar. It, it is a very good point. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I was joking, but like one of the biggest uh, pluses we have is that my brother is me and Mateo always joke. He's always going to be miserable. He's always going to be unhappy with it but he pushes us to try and do the best possible version because he's going to be like, eh, I don't like that. I don't think that works. And like Mateo has spent such a lifetime obsessing over movies that he's all about the language. So like, yeah. I remember the scene where, uh, the scene where all of us running the first time to see Amy in the office and we're trying to tell her like, oh my God, there's a shark after us. That was probably the longest continuous scene we have like six minutes. I remember Mateo was like, I want to make sure that Matthew's what was it, Mateo, that Matthew's emotional, uh, it was the right emotional core for it, that Matthew was most concerned about Amy and that the scene, because there were so many different jokes going off, he was like, I really want to make sure we stay on the emotional core of the scene because it's so long. So uh, between the two of them, I feel really good that, like you said, someone is going to be like, I don't think this is going to work. Or I think this is going to be better. And I know that really helped, uh, especially someone like me who's so enthusiastic and like just chomping at the chain and fucking firing off to go it helps to have someone be like wait but what what if this and i know that the interplay uh probably 1000 percent helped to be the best thing it could be of people pushing and pulling and being like i'm not so sure i like that yeah absolutely yeah it's it's um the 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 luck of also being a trio is is also that that you because when when you write by yourself, uh, you may write great jokes. I don't dispute there are people who are I mean, Neil Simon, Woody Allen, and uh, there are a bunch of uh, uh, singular um, individuals who wrote amazing jokes uh, and Emo Phillips. Um, but for us, who are still shaping both our humor and, and for me, that is in a different language, even from my original one. So it's even more complicated. That's why I'm more on the, the, the visual one of the three, because uh, I know that if you do a visual gag, it usually is universally understood, uh, whereas a joke may be, um, or either you can't translate it or it becomes difficult. But it's nice, the instant confrontation. You make a joke, you see if it lands or not, or if it hits the right note of the group. Because sometimes there may be jokes that we like, but they don't fit with our uh chemistry um and so it's it's nice to have that uh, almost immediate confrontation and say oh you wrote this oh i don't like it what about this instead or that so right. we just like uh we try to work and chisel to get the to the best result possible for our means at least so and that's that's actually a great point i forgot to bring up which i think is a massive strength of the group is that me and matthew coming from New Jersey, we're very much bred on like the Kevin Smith rapid dialogue. Like I always laugh because if you read a script by me or Matthew, there's going to be chunks of dialogue like this long on the page. And Mateo, uh, both being obsessed with the old school comedy and also, like I said, loving cinema so much, it really must be said that he, like he said, he brings a visual eye to it. And I feel like me and Matthew just go for dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. There's a lot of things in the movie that paid attention to visually. That's because of him. And that's personally one of my favorite things about the trio coming together is that 
I need to, we both, I think me and Matthew need to learn to think more visually. I think that was a good learning process of sharks is like, it's a movie, it's a visual medium. And Mateo's eye for that kind of helps us to train Absolutely. to look more for that as well as kind of pushing and pulling because Matthew will come in like with the verbal dialogue and Mateo's like, what well, would look funny. So I think that that's a, a massive strength, uh, especially in the art of cinema, like I said, which you need to get used to being such a visual medium. I well, think that's when a it comes to... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think when it comes to making any type of art, um, I don't know, collaboration and having like a kind of like a small little team is just so beneficial. And one of my friends used to say like making music or uh, making movies even like it's it, in a way it's kind of like cooking, right? Like you can make like a base, you can make like pizza, you take the, the, you take the bread and put maybe a little bit of cheese on it, but like it's kind of missing flavor, right? So there are people who know how to put the bread and cheese together, but there are also people who know how to put this, the, uh, you know, whatever kind of things you like on it. Jaheen, you know, we're like, from Connecticut. We have the best pizza in the world. You're going to mess this up, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, we're all about I East Coast know. pizza being the best. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 I still have to try New Jersey pizza. I've heard it's great, too, but I haven't had it yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm Italian. We invented it. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, soon, as soon as he started with the pizza metaphor, I'm like, you're talking our language. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> pizza is missing condiments. It's basic pizza. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. Like, people think that, like, pizza from Italy is, like, full of the stuff that we have over here. No, oh, no. It's, it's, it's very, it's, it's tasty, but it's very basic. Yes, yes. Because in, in Italy, we like, if we say this thing has tomatoes, you want to taste the tomatoes. You don't want to taste the 24 other things and eventually tomatoes. Just like, <laughs> that's, yep. that's the idea. But, uh, but yeah, but it's, it's uh, I think, I think it was Terry Gilliam from Monty Python fame and, uh, and his own right. I think he said that making a movie is like having a hundred people holding a brush, a gigantic brush and making a paint, helping you making a painting on a canvas this big, um, which is true because everything has to work towards what eventually winds up on the screen. Um, we were also lucky that having a crew that, when it was a full crew, we were six of us. Yeah. And so most nights five because the, the the night shoot Sheila wasn't even there. Yes. So, so we were five, uh, one car, it worked fine. Uh, only the time that we had Sean, uh, Josh in the movie, the full four yes. that, that was, that was tough because by the way, Josh was great. <laughs> oh, we love Josh. Josh is fantastic. <laughs> A funny, I, I, I actually, Matteo invited both me and Mr. Josh Sterling. Uh, I hadn't met him before and he invited both of us to a weird Al concert and true story, like love at first sight. I saw that kid's big ass smile. And I couldn't even focus the rest of the night because I was like, holy shit, dude, I need to put you as a character in something. And I did. <laughs> Wait, was he the character that was like... Uh... Is the neighbor. the neighbor. Yeah, he he made like some sort of vagina joke. And then like Jason was like, oh, I always wanted to see a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That's the level of the humor. <laughs> no, no, I, I appreciate dark humor like that. It's, it's great. <laughs> So um, before we wrap it up, is there anything like you three want to like tell our audience uh, like anything, like any message that you guys want to get across? Buy our movie. <laughs> or plug anything that you're working on uh, upcoming, whatever. Uh, I think yeah, sadly we're trying to get back at it, but um, we haven't seen each other in I think a month at this point. Um, there's more, there's more coming. We just, yes. uh, I have no um, idea by that, that we mean suicide. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm writing right currently my suicide note. Uh, I wanted to uh, give his ass. I want, but but I, 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 here I said it and, and here I confirm it. When I die, I want to be cremated and my suit has to be filled with fireworks and popcorn. <laughs> I want to go with a bang. And that's <laughs> one of the best way I can think of. As long as I get to light you on fire, my friend. By all means. Wait for me to be dead. And then the premiere and the damn at the premiere and the damn sighting, I can confirm your love for popcorn. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I came on with arms armfuls of it. Yes. Very true. I forgot about that. 
as far as the message, man, I think when, like I said, again, what you said earlier about the movie, the fact that you took that away from it is amazing. And shockingly, we have actually had a couple of people say like, this is inspiring. Uh, as much as all three of us are goofballs who pretty much live to make people laugh, if even one human being on earth could watch this and be like, I think I might want to do something. I think we put it in the, uh, the, uh, the credits. Yeah. Like we were inspired by yeah. watching endless movies in Mateo's living room. So if even one person actually gets the tiniest bit of inspiration, like I said, I love artistic people more than I love regular humans. I think we should <laughs> kill all the humans that just have artists. Uh, I feed off their energy. I adore them. People like X who are still going at it. People like Mateo who are still going at it uh, in my life. They, they really fucking help. So uh, as far as the audience, if you guys say you're trying to do a podcast that encourage people to do what they love, I, I think the message here has been uh, blissfully uh, received. Yeah. And also yeah. <clears throat> stay humble. That's probably the, I mean, we made a movie. We were lucky. It, it came out uh, fairly decent. Um, okay. That's it. I mean, <laughs> it's not that we're saying, oh my God, <laughs> now, who are you? A podcast? Never. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, um, where, can we, where can they buy the movie? I know that people can stream it, obviously, for free on Tubi. Uh, but for people who actually want to support your art and put money in your pockets, so you can... Uh, there is, a, well, of course, was, Amazon has it. Um, SRS Cinema Actually, has... I think, Matteo, I just checked. I think SRS is actually sold out, but... Oh, uh, SRS... not, not, not about the, 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 the apparel. Yeah, the... that's what I was about to say. SRSCinemaStore.com, our beautiful label that picked us up. We have over 16 different bad CGI shark t-shirts designs. We got tank tops for the ladies. We got neck gaiters if you want to protect yourself against the COVID. Uh, but as he said, if you want to buy the movie, Amazon has it. Probably uh, the cheapest because Emperor Bezos rules everything. Yeah. And I think what? Best Buy, Barnes & Noble, Buy, Barnes and Noble. Uh, Target. And of course, no. Dark Delicacies in Burbank still has, uh, I think it's three copies uh, signed by the cast. So... Once again, Which actually I, decreases the value. Yes, I may die. I may die soon. I may die soon. I never know. Okay. Maybe I got to go buy the uh, two of those three and then ship the machine and keep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you buy two of those three and then you come home and you strangle me. <laughs> like I say, there you go. Happy now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right, guys. Well, we really, really, really appreciate uh, you guys coming on to this podcast. We thank you for uh, having us, of course, and thank you for making the movie. And I want to encourage you to just keep making movies or whatever it is you guys want to do outside of movies. So thank you, man. Jason. I did hear some of your tracks. I did enjoy it. Um, thank you, brother. Yeah, we'll have a back that? on for a solo uh, interview at some point. Oh yeah. you, shit! You know I love to talk, man. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> is that? No, honestly, this is uh, like X is a good buddy of mine, so I would have done this no matter what. But I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, I've been just like the rest of us, locked away, feeling you know positively nutty, and I probably feel more uppity and alive sitting here shooting the shit with you guys than I have in a good number of months. So uh, I'm sure I speak for all the guys when I say we do appreciate the chance to come on and blah 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 about this. Yeah, man, Absolutely. of course. And yeah. again, like your 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 art gives people value, right? So again, like thank you. Like I, it inspired me. I like I'm I'm 27, and uh, so so sometimes like even me, like I'm like fuck, am I getting too old for this? And like seeing you guys like make this movie and just having so much fun with it and giving value to people, like it did inspire me. Like okay, I, I can I, I can keep doing what I do, right? So. Yeah, like I'm eight. 54 and I just interviewed a CGI shark. <laughs> <laughs> you can't live the, the top. <laughs> live in the dream. <laughs> yes. Live in the nightmare. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I hope there's uh, a sequel. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, and, oh yeah. And I, I did note that there was a rap song at the end, right? Was that you, Jason? That's Jason, yeah. That's me. That's me. We, you pretty much know that any, any shark movie has to have an obligatory rap song over the closing credits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, shit, man. 
All right, guys. Uh, once again, uh, thank you for um, coming on. And uh, to everyone else, thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye, thank you. Thanks, thank you guys. Thanks.